It's Saturday Breakfast with Julie Reynolds, right across Australia on your local station via the Community Radio Network. In just a moment, you're going to meet Amber Petty. She's a TV radio personality. She's also a podcaster and now an author. She's got a brand new book out called This Is Not A Love Song. Talks all about the ups and downs of her life and a very famous incident that occurred whilst on radio in Adelaide. One of the biggies too. So I was at SAFM, so it was maybe five years before I turned 40. So I'm doing breakfast radio and what have you. And I'd started writing a column for the Adelaide Advertiser, which was a real honour and a joy, I have to say, being approached by the editor of the Advertiser back then, who sort of said, look, you know, we'd love you to do a weekly column. You can write whatever you want. And definitely that is where imposter syndrome really kicked in around my writing because I I knew that it wasn't a breakfast radio audience and I wasn't supported by all of the kind of marketing and the fun and the giggles and the, you know, practical jokes and the music and all of those sort of things that dress up a show around you. So it's not just you and, you know, under the spotlight. But when I started writing, it was very much like I knew it was going out to a totally different audience through of people that read the paper that didn't ask for me. And definitely imposter syndrome kicked in then. You always looked like you were the happiest person on earth. You were a really busy person and you were busy thinking about things and you were busy doing this and busy doing that. And people just didn't know what you were having to go through. Is there one thing that you would like to tell people that they might not know about Mm. what it's like being a female breakfast radio host Mm. in a capital city trying to cope with all that stuff? Because it sounds like what you've got to worry about, you're a brekkie radio, you're living it easy, you've got the best job in the world. Totally. I mean, 100%. You know, before I started that job, I honestly naively thought, oh, my God, like I'm going to be paid to sit there and have a good time with another guy like, you know, who's obviously funny and got some good humor and all of that sort of stuff. What I mean, what what a job like what I do. Fantastic. But it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that from day one. My co-host, unfortunately, made it very clear to me that he didn't believe that I should have got the job. He put me on notice before we'd even had our first show that he didn't really want me there. And that ignited so much insecurity. Even though I was incredibly green to radio, I didn't know what I was doing. Again, Craig Bruce, who, look, I have very mixed feelings about, but he's incredibly good at training people on radio. So I think I really kind of like as much as I was so insecure about telling these stories because you'd have three minutes to tell a story, which sounds really easy, but it's actually not because you're live on air. You've got to set up a beginning which hooks people in so they don't walk off and go, well, I'm going to go and make coffee, this is boring, or or worse, switch to another breakfast show because you're like, no, not cutting it because they really can be very, very brutal. So the art of telling that story in three minutes was really hard, but it was quite fascinating to me, you know, in terms of how to get better at that. And and Craig was really good. He empowered me. And fairly soon I realised that as the female just by being 
yourself a bit more there were other females and you weren't gonna not everyone was gonna love you of course but there were other females that's that's the beauty of doing something you know that's public you are no doubt even if you're a real pain you are gonna find people that resonate with you and so that was very encouraging to me and from what I felt like it wasn't necessarily me that had a question mark over my my head and that kind of gave me a little bit of confidence to at least feel like my co-host didn't have the final say on chopping my head off. These are the sorts of stories that you talk about in the book. What can someone expect? You're smart and you're funny and you're a bit sassy as well. (laughs) Well, do you know, the thing is, I think, and I really do credit my father. My father um, was um, a very funny man. He was sort of the type that everybody would be waiting for him to tell a story. People, I remember even one night I said to dad, oh, where are you off to? And he said, oh, so-and-so's 21st. And I said, oh, who's that? Like, it wasn't even someone that I knew that well. And he goes, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, oh, they want me to do a bloody speech. I said, a speech? Why would you get up and do a speech at this kid's 21st? I don't even know this person. (laughs) But that was an example of just dad pulled into those sort of things. And dad was incredibly charming, incredibly charming. I mean, he could get away with the most sexist, outrageous, inappropriate things. Like I can't even begin to tell you. It would be the women that would be just laughing. And there was something little boy about him that he really got away with just such atrocious behaviour and humour. But I think through dad, there's a whole lot of stuff in my book about a, a major catfishing incident that happened and it came via our show. It came via a gotcha call and it's way too long and involved to tell Read now. Read about but- this one. Read about it. It will make your toes curl, let me tell you. Look, I'm not going to pump up my own tyres, but I will absolutely say it is one of the, the most crazy bizarre situations that I've ever heard, let alone been right front and centre of. But there was moments through that and many other even darker moments in my life where I can't help but not see it as black humour and comedy. I actually really enjoyed, once I got into the rhythm of finding my written voice, you know, because I'd written lots of columns, but it was different writing this huge long form kind of thing. Once I kind of like got into a more natural flow of telling a story and and really remembering the detail of it in my mind, there were so many opportunities for me to just show the ridiculousness of, you know, me being bloody propped up in a hotel room tiny hotel room in Perth with a catfish con woman. Of course, I didn't realise she was at the time, but her behaviour was so odd and hostile. And I'm trying to, of course, with my little insecure, you know, people over people pleasing personality that was right out of whack at the time. Just the setting this scene of how crazy that sort of all was, but how funny it was too. And, you know, people say to me when they find out about the catfishing story, they say, God, you know, you must like, you must have carried so much fear about the thought that there was this very unwell stranger living in your guest room. And every time I think about it, I don't know whether there is something wrong with me or whether it is purely the fact that I see so much of the world, even when it's really dark in through the lens of comedy, that I just go, yeah, yeah, not great, hey? Yeah, no, not ideal. (laughs) You know what I mean? I can't, and I keep digging deep and thinking, one day is this fear going to show up and it's suddenly going to be like, what? But it's, it's just not there. Like I think every, the shuddering 
isn't there. And I, I, I can only think that it's the magic and sort of tonic of having a natural inbuilt comedic side in me, even if it's just my own visuals in my head. It's Saturday Breakfast with Julie Reynolds, right across Australia on your local station via the Community Radio Network.